0: Roxo Media House. Hello, frog fans. Welcome to Postgame Beers Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Malloy, at KillMK on Twitter, joined by my co-host Jacob Sailors at JD Sailors. We are also joined by crazy Ray Cartwright and the Sultan of Stat Martin Guerrero. But tonight is our preview podcast for the weekend series against the San Diego. Toreros. And yes, none of us have ever heard of this baseball team, except for one man. And that man is somebody that we invited on the podcast to talk about it tonight. He is a TCU alum, and he is also the play-by-play announcer for San Diego. What a find for us tonight. Welcome, Braden Soprenant. Braden, what's up, man?
1: What's going on? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Anything for fellow Frogs, I will totally be a part of.
0: Okay, break. Yeah. Hold on. You're, you are a TCU alum, but then you are also the play by play for San Diego. So let's start from the beginning. You're from San Diego. How did you get to TCU?
1: Um, yeah. So born and raised San Diego. I'm a fourth generation San Diegan. We're very very rare. Um, but when I was, uh, you know, I, I went to um, I went to Catholic high school. I went to Cathedral Catholic High School. Uh, played sports. Um, I knew at my size, I was never going to be playing at the collegiate level for. For football or baseball, but, um, I was really good at speaking and stuff. And I wanted to get into, into broadcasting and, and doing play by play and, and, you know, being on air and, um, you know, we had a college fair at, at cathedral, they have 120 schools that show up and TCU was there. And, um, you know, talking about the only thing I knew about TCU at the time was, you know, the Danny and Tomlinson, obviously, cause I grew up a, a San Diego chargers fan. I do not follow the team anymore as they go to LA, but, um, you know, I, I was just going through and just trying to find broadcasting schools and. You know, I was talking to TCU and, you know, they said they had something called sports broadcasting, which I thought was like the coolest thing ever. Um, And so I was like, well, I gotta go check out TCU. And, you know, I flew out to Fort Worth. I went to a TCU football game. It was the blackout cancer game in 2012. I think that was the season was um, where they played Kansas State and uh, totally fell in love with the school. I mean, everything about it was awesome. I loved the campus. I love the campus size. Um, You know, I met all the sports broadcasting personnel, saw the facilities, um, just knew it was the place I wanted to be. And um I committed out of high school. I I signed the, you know, the the commitment uh letter. And then um uh, right before I was gonna go, my freshman year, um, you know, we made the financial decision that, you know, I wasn't getting any money from TCU that I couldn't I couldn't afford to go there. So I went to U of A instead and went to Arizona, I tried it out. Um, you know, it just wasn't for me. And you know, it's funny when I when I filled out the, the, you know, when I told TCU that I, you know, I'm not going to go there anymore, and they gave me a full refund. And, um, you know, Victor Boschini wrote me a, a handwritten note saying, like, um, you know, it's it's a bummer you're not going to be a frog, but, you know, keep us updated with what you do in life, and if you ever want to come back, you, you know, we'd love to have you. Which I thought was really personable. That's what made TCU so great. And, um, you know, I went to U of A. I hated it. I liked the classes and the sports. I grew up in Arizona. Thanks, my mom went there, but didn't like the kids. Um, you know, it was just, wasn't for me. Uh, so I got my grades, uh, to a point where TCU gave me a scholarship and then I worked my way onto the, the football staff. So I got to, I got some of college paid for, it was able for me to go. And, um, it was just a wonderful time. I mean, I, I, I couldn't have picked a better school to go to and I'm, I'm a proud TCU alum. I'm a season ticket holder for football still. Um, so I'm, I'm always bleeding purple out here in San Diego and, and always telling everybody on air uh, about the frogs when I, uh, when I do my talk show each and every day
2: at, at broadcasting school, do they teach you that baseball play by play voice? There's a ground ball <laughs> to short. I'm
1: no, like, not really. Um, to
2: retire the side.
1: <laughs> so I, you know, my play by play was taught by, you know, Chuck Lomondola who does the play by play for, uh for baseball. Obviously. Chuck is
2: great. He definitely has baseball broadcaster voice though. He, he does. That-
1: he, he says not to do that. Um, but you can tell he does, he does definitely do that. Cause the way he taught class, he was not in his, he has a little bit of a baseball broadcaster voice. I try to avoid that at all. You know, I try to make my play by play kind of like a conversation, but yeah. you know, sometimes we will get, you know, a little bit octaves lower and, and, and go for the baseball, the baseball call, but no, that didn't did not, they do not teach you how to do that. Um, <laughs> the thing about the thing about TCU too, it's, it's weird. It's, it's not really weird, but it's just different. They separate themselves in the sports broadcasting department of being able to do everything and not just on air. So like the on air side of sports broadcasting at TCU is very, very limited, but you know, I know how to do everything in the industry, which is awesome. I mean, I can build all the cameras. I could take them down. I can run anything in a truck. Um, You know, they were basically saying like, you know, you're going to compete with guys from Syracuse and Missouri and, uh, Arizona State and all these big prestigious broadcasting schools and all of their kids don't know how to do anything. Um, and then when they get out of college, they're just like, hey, give me the, you know, the Clippers play-by-play job or the the Chargers <laughs> play-by-play job. And then they don't understand why they can't get hired out of school. And you you start to see that a little bit as you work in the industry. But, um, you know, I, I think the the benefit of, of going to TCU is, um, you know, at least in their broadcasting department is being able to do everything. And I'm so blessed that, you know, I decided to start my career there.
2: Yeah, and it's pretty cool that you landed a job with uh, the University of San Diego back in your hometown. Uh, did you just have connections already, or how did you get so lucky to land that?
1: Well, out of, out of college, I I, um, I applied. Uh, the Padres at the time were changing their radio station, so they they were on a station called 1090 for a long time, and then you know they changed over to the FM signal. Um and, uh, they went over to a, a new station to, uh, to a new company. They were looking for board ops. So I applied and, um, you know, I got a board op job and, you know, then, um, I, uh, I was doing play-by-play at my high school and, um, my boss who hired me, uh, who didn't know anything about it, uh, he sent his kid there. So he was, you know, I was saying I was doing the broadcast, whatever. And he was like, oh, you know, that's cute. You know, I'll help you out. And then he listened to my, my, my play-by-play and he was like, you know, he was like, I, you know, you're a lot better than I thought you were going to be. Um, so that led into getting on airtime and that led to, um, you know, ultimately I was the the Padres pre and post game host for, for a couple of years. Um, so that was, that was a great opportunity. And that, that rolled into uh, doing a talk show every day with John Quintero, uh, who's a legend out here. I mean, I used to listen to, to coach Cantera for a long time. Um, you know, as a kid. So I, I work with him every day. It's the John Cantera show. I co-host and produce it. Uh, So I'm on every day, but the athletic director for USD listens to our show and, you know, we've had him on a couple of times. And, you know, one day he texted me out of the blue and was like, Hey, like have you ever done play-by-play before. And I said, "Uh, yeah, actually that's what I want to do. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm doing this other radio stuff to to build reps and, and, and get better. And, and I was doing play-by-play at, you know, at a high school just to, to get a reel together. And, I met with USD and they're like, Hey, look, we really think you can, you can help us out and take us to the next level. So we'd love for you to, you know, come do play by play for us. And, uh, it started to progress. I, you know, I did a couple of games as fill in and then I started being the, um, you know, the, the, one of the main voices of, of Torero athletics, which I'm blessed I get to do in my hometown. Um, so it's a nice little stepping stone for me where I can, you know, get some reps learn from, you know, from Jack who, who does, who's been there for a long time and, uh, fill in when necessary. And, you know, doing baseball was great when that opportunity presented itself. Um, Cause they didn't really have, they kind of had a broadcast, but not really. They wanted to invest more in it. And, um, you know, I just, I, I, I took it and ran with it. And, you know, now I actually get to be on the trip this time, which is great. I don't really wow. travel with them. We don't have a radio deal, but
2: yeah, I was just about to ask you that.
1: Yeah. So I'm flying out there tomorrow. Um, all right. You know, after work. I'll be out there um, Thursday night, all the way through Sunday night, and then I'll be back on the team plane on the way back. But um, you know, I, I, they're like, cause everybody in the baseball program or in the baseball program, USD knows I'm a TCU guy and they, they made the schedule last year. And are you coming with us? You coming with us? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like, totally love to go. I mean, I don't get to go with you guys too much. So, uh, it should be a fun time to, to come back to Lupton where, you know, where, you know, I, I worked so many baseball games in college and, and to, to work alongside kind of Chuck in a sense that, you know, I'm going to be in the booth right next to him. It's, it's going to be surreal. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty cool.
2: That's awesome. Well, should we get into
0: the team then? MK? Yeah, what an incredible story of just you coming back and and uh, doing your thing. You know, it, that's uh, where you got your training. It's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. Before
0: we get to the team, um, Braden, what the hell is a torero?
1: Torero, <laughs> a torero is like a, it's like a Spanish bullfighter, like the mascot. Um, they actually they got a mascot. His name's Diego, the torero, and he walks around. He's got like his bullfighting outfit <laughs> on. He's got a big hat and stuff and um, you know, the logo, I think it depends what logo you see, but they got one where it's like, uh, you know, kind of a matador looking guy and he's got like this, you know, sword and it's got a big flag over it that says, uh, Toreros, but I, I think that's what it is. I don't know exactly, uh, if that's the right thing, but I know it's, it's kind of like a bullfighter kind of deal.
0: Is Diego coming with you on the plane?
1: Diego's not coming. <laughs> and I don't get to see, oh, Di- oh, I haven't no. seen Diego at a baseball game yet. He's not like super frog. He's not. You know, oh
2: i'm looking at this logo now this is badass
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool it's almost, i mean it almost
2: kind of looks like a new england patriot doing right? like waving the bull
1: but he's got like a bull thing it's oh okay it's but i'm cool. seeing
2: like the actual mascot now Ooh, man.
1: no diego he's got the yeah. mustache and the i like diego's, diego's a good dude he has yeah, a, mustache. A, they yeah, they he's a mustache manly
2: jawline too
1: <laughs> yeah so he 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 uh he's at you know, some events that I'm at, it's usually the bigger ones, like when Gonzaga comes to town for for basketball or, or BYU or something like that. But Damn,
2: that is a terrifying mascot. That's cool.
1: <laughs> Diego <laughs> the Torero. He's great. <laughs> All right. So no super frog, though.
0: We do have a yeah, baseball right? team. We do have a baseball team to talk about Um that we don't know anything about, honestly. And so looking at the schedule this year, started off with Nebraska and you guys swept them, which. You know, fun. I, I would love to say that that is a uh, it's a strong start, but knowing the you know, the state of Nebraska, uh, that's probably just a normal series for y'all. Well,
2: they've been um, playing pretty well lately. Yeah, yeah Nebraska they... hasn't
3: been a bit of pushover. Nebraska kind
2: of they're they're, they're
1: kind of scrappy, but no, I I agree with you. I mean, they they were you know they played you know USD opened the season last year with Oregon and went three and one, and Oregon was a lot better than yeah. than Nebraska was uh, just talent wise. But you know they're, they're going to be a scrappy team in the Big Ten probably, yeah. but definitely a good start and not to uh jump the gun on you yeah they've had a very very bad road trip right now yeah they scheduled the hell out of that road trip
0: yeah, I was gonna say uh, started five at 50 five, oh, and one they tied because of some weird you know game that it they was, didn't it was see, travel finish. like Nebraska
1: yeah. so Nebraska for the game started said we have to no no inning after three o'clock and so it was like the seventh inning it's past three o'clock and Nebraska was up 16 to 10. And like they get three outs, they're out of there with a win, and San Diego puts up six runs in Holy the bottom shit. seventh inning. And, <laughs> then they're, and then they ask, like, Nebraska, like, you want to go another inning? And Nebraska's like, no, we're out of here. And then well, they look we out don't want
0: there. to take another <laughs> loss. <laughs> That's right. You you try give out. up
3: another six the next inning.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you start 5 0 and 1. And then, yeah, like you said, went to Oregon, uh, got swept, and then they spent a, a, a night at Oregon State last night, um, did not win that game. Uh, and so I guess a strong start kind of, but what do you think about the team so far? Because at first we were looking at San Diego, looking going, Hey, 501 one. Awesome. We're going to have, you know, a decent team coming to town, but then, you know, they run into some tougher competition.
1: Well, they, you know, just, just from a program standpoint, they're, you know, they they're a pretty good program. Um, they've kind of went through a little bit of a lull before uh, at the end of the rich Hill era before Brock Ungrich turnover. Um, but you know, back, they, they got the number one overall seed not too long ago in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, they, they, they hosted Texas a couple of years. Uh, it's probably like 10, 10, 10 or 11 years ago, uh, where they were number one in the country and USD swept them at home. Uh, they produced Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is a USD Torero. Um, you know, they've had a lot of good players roll through that, uh, program. Um, Connor Joe, um, Paul Seawald, the closer for the Mariners. So those are a couple of guys that uh, more recently have been a part of the Torero program. So they're, you know, they're one of the better programs on on the West Coast. They're starting to get back to that. Uh, they were a uh, tournament team last year. They won the West Coast Conference Tournament. Um, and then they beat Vanderbilt um, in the first game of the Corvallis region before getting eliminated. So that's, that's kind of the context. Um, they're not afraid to play anybody. Uh, they want to play as, as a tough a schedule as possible. You could tell what the schedule they came up with. I mean, I've, I've said it on broadcast to start the season, but you start the season off with Nebraska. Um, you know, it's more of a name that they were able to beat Irvine's really good. I mean, UC Irvine's one of the better programs out here. Um, you know, I know TCU during my, not my time would split split with Irvine in those two series. Um, and then they go out and they play Oregon for four, they got Oregon state on a Tuesday. Then they're flying to TCU to play, um, you know, the frogs for, for three games. Then they fly back to California and play UCLA on a Tuesday night. And then they get in a conference play, but overall, they're a team that very much plays like their coach. So their coach, Brock Ungrich, he's a local kid he's from San Diego, Um, You know, he went to Mission Bay High School, played for a legendary high school baseball coach in Dennis Pugh, uh, then was recruited by Tony Gwynn to play at San Diego State, played for Tony at San Diego State, um, you know, where he learned a lot. He was a catcher. Uh, He went on to play a little bit in the minor leagues. Then he became a scout for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, He's a very he's an outstanding recruiter. I mean, it's hard to find a, a guy that's better than him. Um, at being able to recruit young talent. And this is only his second year of being able to do that. And his, his freshman classes are, are loaded or his freshman and sophomore class that he ended up recruiting. But, uh, so he ends up, uh, you know, being a scout, then he comes back. He he's a, an assistant coach at Stanford for a long time, comes down, becomes an assistant coach at USD. And then finally, um, you know, gets the nod when Rich Hill takes the Hawaii job. Um, but everybody, his offense is played like he was. Uh, grinding out at bats, fouling off bad pitches, hitting the pitch that that's good for you. Or you can do damage uh with it. Um, all of his players got a really good eye for the zone. Um, they play traditional baseball. Get a guy on, bunt him over, get him in. Uh, they got their their core order spots and Kevin Sim and, and Jack Costello, big power bats that could put the ball out of the yard. Um, you know, and they got guys that draw walks. They got uh, you know, they got players that. You know, just do all the little things right. And that that's that's just kind of the way that they are. And They do pretty well against Power 5 schools because when a lot of Power 5 schools, I think TCU is, is kind of like it as well just from watching as a fan. You know, high power guys for, at the plate hitting a lot of home runs, plus stuff with the arms, you know, 98. Like they're all built like Major League Baseball teams where like USD and some of the mid-major teams are built like, Old school baseball teams, and that usually kind of it's kind of like an equalizer um, against against the Power Five, and that's why they usually do well against some of the Power Five schools. Um, their pitching is probably their weak link. Uh, they don't have like a true Friday night starter. That's you know a stopgap guy. Like oh, when we got this guy on the hill, we're gonna win. Uh, they had that last year in Bryson Motts, the left-hander. He got drafted pretty high. Um, but they have like four or five guys that can start and kind of eat some innings that are good, but they're not, you know, they're not, um, all Americans, if you will, bullpen very young, but they have two guys in the back end of their bullpen. Um, one of them's insane. his name's Ryan Robinson. He's been, he's like a six year senior now or fifth year senior. Um, he had a couple, I think he had Tommy John in high school. Um, he went to the same high school as Randy Johnson and broke Randy Johnson's strikeout record in high school. Yeesh, um, man, he's, he's death by slider. So he's just going to destroy you with sliders. Um, but he's one of the, probably one of their better arms. Um, but you know, they just got a, they got a lot of guys that, you know, it's, it's, you know, I know it's cliche, but it's, it's a family atmosphere down there. Every kid kind of pulls the rope in the right direction. And Brock does a really good job of, you know, I wouldn't say being the, the, t- the kid's friends, but like he he has them on a respectable level uh to a sense where you know he's he's light with he knows how to treat young people and like knows how to get the most out of young people while the while while the players still respect him as as kind of the leader of the team and and the manager of the team it's a it's a pity it's a pretty good group that's why I'm kind of surprised that they weren't able to get one. Uh, or two at Oregon. So obviously a little bit of a, a struggle as of late, but they're a good scrappy team and, and they're going to be there, um, near the end of the season. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they, they make another trip to the NCAA tournament, uh, this year.
2: Yeah. You mentioned Oregon there and, um, you know, I, I look and I see, okay, they, they lost all four, but then, you know, as you say that I'm looking in those first, that Thursday, Friday game games, one and two, when you're throwing, you know, your top two pitchers, it was a three to two loss and a four to three loss. So that game, both of those games could have easily flipped.
1: So right, that's, that's kind of what it was. Um, you know, they had, they had leads in all those games and then just kind of the bullpen uh, is very young. I mean, you can't have Robinson pitch every game out of the bullpen. So, um, you know, they got a freshman in Ida and Gonzalez, Gonzalez uh, who's pretty good. He's going to be really good when he, when he develops a little bit more. Um, you know, they got a kid from, from Oklahoma. His name is Morgan Lunsford. He's got plus stuff. He's still trying to, you know, dip his toes at the college level. Um, you know, they're they're a team. I think overall they they are they're better than they were last year because they added seven new players in the transfer portal. Brock's doing a great job with that. Um, they've had a couple of injuries not go their way uh to start the season. So um, you know, that kind of stinks, but they got they got scrappy players and they got players that are go out there and you know, you can't you can't cruise against San Diego. You know, it's not like you're playing. Texas Rio Grande Valley on a Tuesday night um or like even when Santa Clara came to town a couple of years ago it's you're going to have to give them everything you got uh in order to win because they're they're going to be scrappy and they don't go away. They yeah they- this
2: scrappy defines this lineup pretty well just from looking at the stats. Obviously Jack Costello is a beast. I mean he's slugging 727. I mean that's up there with anybody in the country. But then after that, yeah, you mentioned like Kevin Sim and a couple of guys, but for the most part I'm looking at the lineup and I'm seeing a bunch of singles hitters who get on base a lot and Yeah. And they spray the whole field, you know, they
1: they take it everywhere and um, you know, Costello was off to a slow start. Then he won the D one player of the week. He, uh, he hit 500 with five home runs. He had, he had two, two run homers, two three run homers and a grand slam plus a walk-off winner (sighs) uh, in three games. So, you know, he was, he, he went on a tear. Guys, a pure hitter. Um, You know, he's going to get drafted. Uh, Kevin Sims is going to be a, 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 a premier prospect in the future. Uh, as well and then you know they got a lot of great you know just college baseball players i mean their shortstop on a gold glove as a high school senior he was the best fielding shortstop in the country as a, as a as a senior at orange lutheran and if you watch jd field man i mean he's 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 awesome it, it's fun to watch him make plays at shortstop so that that'll be a treat uh for you guys to watch this weekend okay yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm glad we can call him jd instead of having to pronounce that last name
1: <laughs> cretio justin decrycio yeah, yeah so like
2: the way I'm looking at this, the way I can kind of imagine it is, you know, guys like J.D. or Austin Smith, they're slapping singles around. And then you, that brings up Jack Costello. And now all of a sudden, you know, this quiet San Diego lineup is up four to one because, you know, right. of a, big, a big bomb and a couple singles. So
1: they've, they've been leading off with Peraza, Angelo Peraza. It's funny. I coached against him in high school because I coach high school football um, and he, he went to the rival school and he was a pain in our ass. Um, you know, when he was a quarterback, yeah. he's a quarterback, but he's, he's a feisty competitive player. And, you know, they've been having him bat lead off the last couple of times. And, and he, he does a great job of, cause he's got power too. You can put the ball over the fence and he can hit some gap shots. He knows the zone. Then you go up with Dustin Allen, Dustin Allen's going to grind out an at bat and he walks a lot and he's got great speed. So if he gets on the base pass, you know, he can steal some bags and then you get to the, ho- the heart of your order and Jack Costello, probably your best hitter. Yeah. And then Kevin Sim with your most power. Uh, and then Austin Smith, he's a transfer from UC San Diego. Um, who's just recently became a D one school. He's a two-way guy. Uh, so, you know, he's not obviously as dominant as Otani is, but you know, he's going to start games and then he comes into close games as well. And he's done uh, he did, he mowed down Oregon the other day and he did a great job against Nebraska in his, his debut for the Toreros. So, um, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a fun series and, you know, I, I think San Diego, if if they can, you know, be disciplined and, and play their game they should they should be able to 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 make it close with the frogs this weekend
2: yeah and as a tcu you know a tcu fan i'm tired of fun series i want an easy <laughs> series and it doesn't look like we're going to get that this weekend despite you know the losing streak san diego's on
1: yeah it's a it's a tough streak um but you know brock's gonna have his guys ready to go and they're gonna bring the energy and they're gonna be excited and um i will say i mean i so i obviously i watch a lot of tcu baseball you know mm-hmm. just as as an alum uh, my brother goes to tennessee so i've watched a lot of tennessee games um you know in, in SEC baseball and you know you, you will notice a difference i mean these uh you know usd is just not as big as yeah. as these other teams i mean tcu um I think I, I think it was last year. I remember watching the game, going, "These guys may look like the same kids that like we have at at San Diego." Um, but you know, the kids are just they're they're scrappy and play up. And the thing about baseball is, you know, it doesn't it, it, you don't need a gigantic um, you know team to be successful. That being said, their Friday night guy is like six six, so I mean, he's huge. But aside, <laughs> yeah, I but wanted he, to ask about like, him. Because he used to play football at USD. He
2: he looks like a guy that could give us fits. I assume he's the Friday night or Garrett Rennie is who I'm talking about. Oh, Rennie, so
1: Rennie's not the big guy. But so, okay, yeah,
3: James Sashin.
1: Yes. James, yeah, okay. Friday yes, night So, so he goes Sashin, Sashin's got an interesting story. So Sashin's, uh, he get, he went to USD as a football player. Um, he's from Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. I think it is. He, I mean, he's from the East Coast. Finds his way to USD. He's gonna play football. Didn't like it. Plays club ball. So he plays club baseball. Uh, Jacob and he mm-hmm. he does well for club baseball uh, as a pitcher. He talks to USD's baseball teams like hey like mm-hmm. can i walk on and they're like yeah sure like we need arms and so he goes out there he walks on he did all right last year okay and then this this off season um you know i think he he worked out a little bit more and and he had some nasty stuff i mean in every inner squad scrimmage um you know the batters for usd are they're good hitters they come back going man it, coach Sot. they call him sosh even though his name's session he's like Sasha got the best stuff. I mean, he just had nasty stuff and he worked his way to becoming the Friday night starter uh, this season. And then uh, your Saturday guy and Garrett Rennie is a six year senior um, who went through a Tommy John surgery. And then, um, you know, he missed all of the next season. COVID was mixed in there. Um, He's good. He's crafty. He pitches the contact, he gets guys out and, you know, he's kind of like that veteran arm, but he was the Friday night guy last year. Um, And he's, he didn't get demoted to be the Saturday guy. Just Sasha and just pitched, uh, better than than Rennie did, but you know both of those guys as a one two is a is a pretty decent one two for a mm-hmm. for West Coast Conference school.
3: Yeah, seems yeah like like, session, uh Because Sashin kind of struggles with command a little bit, uh, but uh, low batting average against him. And then Rennie, he's got twenty strikeouts, leads yep. the team in strikeouts, and only has five walks on the year.
2: Yeah, that's why I assumed he was the Friday night guy because of that. Well, he that, was. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny. He had like nine. Though.
1: Nine of those strikeouts came in one game, and there's, I mean, oh. he's, not a big, he's not a big strikeout guy. Like, he was, he mowed down UNLV that night. Um, but he, you know, he's, he's usually a pitch to contact type of player, but, you know, had a couple of punch outs there. Same thing with, and you're right on, on, Sa- on Sash. Um, you know, he, he, every time he's, he's, he's gotten himself into trouble, it's just, you know, walks. But, you know, his first two outings, he had the exact same first inning and in back to back outings. It was like punch out, ground out, walk, walk, walk fly out to center. He did that twice in back-to-back games wow. in the first
3: inning. That, was that, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: right. Brandon, Hold how's up. the uh how's the San Diego defense?
1: Really good. Um they're 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 Shit. defensively sound. Um you know, uh Dustin Allen, uh, DA in in center is is definitely one of the better center fielders in the West Coast Conference. Um you know, they got speed and they and they they work on the fundamentals well. Um, very uncharacteristic, uh, where they would have, um, a multi-error game. Um, most, huh. most of the errors this year come from their pitchers. Um, I think Sasha's got like three errors Shout. and he's got like, Shout two. Out. um, but, hey, It's
0: too soon for that, Braden. We, <laughs> we had to deal with that last night. Loss yeah. So, team. uh, we, we have a question. I'm going to throw these in there as, as, we, as I can, from our friend at Slingy Salmon, Slinging Sammy 45, uh, who will have more errors this year, TCU baseball or me doing my taxes? (laughs) Uh, uh, So that's why I asked. I didn't know if they,
1: if San Diego made a lot of errors because I think we could benefit from that. (laughs) I don't, not, not really. I mean, they had one game when they played Irvine. It was just a, you know, it was a, it was a mental, mentally draining game for them. It just very uncharacteristic mistakes uh defensively but you know their catching spot is is very good it's probably their biggest strength defensively is their catcher um yeah, they have two shortstops playing second and short uh james arakawa is a transfer from pacific he was there he's a grad transfer he was their shortstop for five years and now he's playing second and then dustin allen in center field with you know obviously justin DeCresio, who won a gold glove as a high schooler which i didn't know you could do um <laughs> so they're they're very strong up the middle um you know so you know they they're they're an old school, play good defense, grind out at bats and manufacture runs team. I mean, they're not going to hit a thousand home runs. They got some pop, but, um, you know, that's where it's going to be. And, you know, it's 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 all going to come on, the you know, if their pitching's on or not, because if their pitching's on, they could probably uh they could probably scrap with TCU. If their pitching's not on, um, the games might go very long, it might be very, very long.
0: <laughs> Is that number of transfers normal for San Diego, like you know, to have a high number? I think you said seven or eight this year.
1: Uh, yeah, so is, they have, is, they have, they actually have 20 new players on their team this year from last year. Wow. Uh, with wow. Freshmen with freshmen and transfers. Uh, they had a couple of transfers that are, that are banged up um, that we haven't seen yet. Uh, you know, and I think they had, they had, they got two guys from Arkansas and they got a kid from Oklahoma. Um, Mark McGuire's son's on the team. Um, so they have that ad. And then um, Ooh, you, is oh, his last name McGuire? Yeah. I was like, wait. Yeah. It's Mark McGuire's si- son.
3: Will he well, be at Lupton this weekend? He will, not, Lupton? he will
1: not. He will. He's. Uh, he will not be playing this weekend. But he, they. They got some. They got some good transfers. But um, you know, Brock has embraced the transfer portal, and you know, he's he. Him and Eric Full uh, and Matt Floor. Uh, you know, those are the, the the three main you know coaches over there that do recruiting. They just added Ryan Welsh, who actually was Brock's. Um, uh, traveler little league coach uh, a long time ago. He's been a long time high school coach. They just added him to this, the staff this year, but they, they live and die recruiting. I mean, they're when they're not yeah. coaching, they're out at high school games in Southern California, all over the place, um, you know, recruiting. And then, you know, they've been in the transfer portal, um, you know, and this is the first, this is like really the first full year. Cause this is Brock's second year. So this is the first full off season that he's gotten, um, you know, to try to go with the transfer portal. And they, they cashed in on some, on some guys that could definitely help them. So, you know, I would imagine they're probably going to go that route, um, you know, for San Diego, especially just being a West coast conference school, um, you know, their volleyball program made it to the final four this year off the transfer portal. I mean, they went in and add a couple of pieces to their already stellar team um, and it got them to the final four. And I think, you know, Brock and, um, and coach Petri, who's the volleyball coach, very, very similar in the way they they handle their programs very into recruiting very into the transfer portal. Very into media. They use me a lot to do other media stuff for them, um, and they're both San Diego locals, which is I, I think the best part.
3: You know, nice. it kind of sounds like TCU baseball uh, in a sense that they hit Southern California really hard when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, um, that's why
2: we schedule teams like
3: San Diego,
1: right? Well, it, you we know, it goes back there. to Kirk, right? Isn't yeah, he a, yeah, exactly. He's a Southern California guy. He understands Kirk
3: and TJ Bruce now,
1: which. Mm-hmm which I like, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think Southern California and Texas are the two, you know, biggest States for, for major sports. And I think it's, it's great that we're finally, you know, I say we TCU, uh, is finally, uh, you know, is adding some California. Don't they, have that, they got that stud. There's a stud pitcher. That's a senior right now. It's like mowing people down out here in Southern California. I think he's a, he's a frog commit. I forget his name, but, um, Martin, I know. <laughs> but they, 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 they uh, you know, with, with Sarlos there, I think that's a perfect fit of getting Texas talent to stay and going out and getting some of those Southern California kids. I mean, shoot. I mean, everybody I know in San Diego goes to TCU now. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, it's wild. It's awesome. And I, you know, I, I'm the best. I'm the best recruiter that TCU doesn't pay for just in the in academics. <laughs> I talk about them all the time on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: on this, uh, in fact, on this TCU team this year, they have three uh, kids from Lutheran High School that all graduated the same year. They're all freshmen that came to TCU.
1: and game Miranda,
3: Carson Bowen, and Luis Rodriguez.
1: Orange Lutheran? Is that from yeah. Orange County? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, J.D. probably played with him. Justin DeCrisio is a sophomore. And, uh, oh, yeah. from Orange Lutheran. Uh, and I think Damn, have, that's crazy they, they got like two other kids but then the other thing too San Diego does a great job of recruiting the Trinity League I don't know if you guys know what the Trinity <laughs> League is but uh, that's the league Orange Lutheran's in so out here in California in Southern California the best league in all sports um, and the best league in the country in all sports is the Trinity League modern-day Santa Ana St. John Bosco Servite uh, Rancho Santa Margarita Orange Lutheran and uh, J. Sarah Catholic I mean they they just dominate all sports they got kids from all over the country that go to schools there. And so, you know, I'm not surprised that three orange Lutheran kids ended up at TCU because, you know, they're just, they're really good. And San Diego's got a bunch of those kids on their teams uh, on their team, which is awesome.
3: Yeah. I want to say like orange Lutheran was something they were either number one, definitely number one, the state of California next year or last year and may have been number one in the country.
1: Plus of course I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give a shout out to uh, my guy. That's an Orange Lutheran alum and a TCU football, um, uh, Phil Taylor, Orange Lutheran kid. So mm-hmm. shout, shout out Phil,
2: man. Justin DiCrisio is so California.
1: It's annoying. Yes, he is.
2: <laughs> oh my God. They call him Jay
1: Cool too. Everyone. <laughs> oh once my
2: before. God. <laughs> I'm already, you know, I was going to ask you, like, you know, who should we watch that may be like annoying to the opponent, like some guy that we are going to single out and heckle. It might. I might have already <laughs> answered the question here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. JD's JD's quiet though, man. He didn't say oh, okay. That. Um All right, so one, the one kid though, like um
2: Yeah, who's gonna annoy us? That's what I want to know.
1: Uh, you know, Peraza's gonna Peraza just just from I I love and I love Jello, but um, you know, he he's a competitor and he, he gets under the opponent's skin so easily, and that's coming from me who used to coach against him for two years. Like he's 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 gonna be Um, you know, the, the way he plays, he's got that, that kind of like, um, swag and he like kind of enjoys kind of off the other team. So, and you know, there, he always seems to like somehow find himself in the middle of a little bit of controversy. So, so jello probably, um, he'll probably embrace the heckling too. Um, but he, he, he's probably the guy that I think, um, you know, would, would be one of those guys. Most, I mean, most of these kids are just. It's I don't know. It's different. Cause like, I, I watched like, you know, Tennessee play in Arizona and they got those, you know, a couple of those kids you don't like, but um, maybe because I'm part of the program, these are, they, they, they're just like kind of kids that just go about their business and play and play ball. They don't, they don't really showboat too much. Um, you know, Sim might bat flip if he hits a tank. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, they're just, they just do their, they just do their business, man. They go out there and play and then they, they put their head down and then uh, and move along. But if I had to pick, probably I think I think Jello, and I think he likes it too. I think Angela likes to do that.
2: Ray Orange Lutheran was national number one three years in a row.
3: That makes sense. I mean, they yeah. have t- Luis Rodriguez and Carson Bowen, maybe my two favorite freshman frogs. Yeah, they're so. good. And I mean, it makes the sense last why five years high school team is so good. Oh, yeah, they're they're so good.
2: I, I just I I I mean, we we had a little break in the audio there because. Everybody went quiet, and I can't stop like looking at this this kid, this shortstop man. He's
1: JD. He's gonna,
2: he's gonna Dude, either he's gotta, either he's gonna be like my favorite player on the field for either team, or he's gonna annoy the hell out of I mean, I, I'm trying to decide which one it is.
1: You gotta watch him. You gotta watch him take infield on over the weekend, or like yeah, okay. He's gonna. Uh, it's it's just it's so smooth. It's ridiculous. I mean he he just makes it look so easy um you know almost like he's manny machado over there i mean it's just nice <laughs> and easy every time he gets the balls i didn't i would never think he would get to he gets a glove on stuff that i would never think and he'd be able to get to
2: there's no position he could play other than shortstop looking that way
1: and he didn't even play shortstop last year they had uh oh, that's February. funny what did he play second he played third and, and okay. second he kind of moved him around yeah. because, but they already they told him <laughs> to like hey man you're a shortstop next year but you know we had a you know a senior that was there. He's kind of the leader of the team that was playing short. Um, but he he's done a great job so far at, at shortstop for them.
2: Dude, that's some really good insight. I feel like I actually know this team now, which is the goal of these midweek podcasts is yeah. to get somebody on to like, you know, so we don't have to sit here and do pointless research when we can just have somebody tell us our opinions and our facts of the team. So. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of
1: this is just me just talking to the kids, right? I mean, it just makes it for way, way better of a broadcast. I mean, I could tell stories about, you know, the, what they, what they're joking about. And, you know, I'm not at all the practices, but I get down there early enough and, and shoot the shit with the kids and, um, see what's going on and in their life. And, you know, they, they'll tell me some stories. and I told all of them too. I'm like, Hey, look, you know, we're, I'm basically your, your connection to the outside world, whatever you want people to know about you, just let me know. And we'll we'll work it in. It's better than reading like the bios on some of these things like oh what, you know, Dustin Allen's favorite food is pizza. Like nobody cares, you know? Like it's about <laughs> the stories. Like, you know, Ryan Robinson owning the uh beating Randy Johnson strikeout record in high school is kind of a that's a that's a a lot more interesting piece of information than than anything else. Justin Decrecio being a gold glove winner is is fun to know and, you know, they, they, these kids got a lot of great stories like that and they're really they're really Cool guys to be around. And, you know, it's, it's, it stems from their, their leadership. They're, it's just such a different, it's a different culture than what it was before Coach Ungridge turned, uh, turned it around. Nice. Hey, Mark,
2: uh, MK, MK yeah. do we have some Twitter questions
1: there? Hey, Braden. <clears throat> yes. Uh, what, what can you tell me about, uh, Kyle Carr? Oh, yeah. Oh, Kyle I mean, Carr. Yeah, That's he right. Transferred he, to TCU. Yeah. Is he there or no? That well, he like, went, he's there he right, right now. He's yeah, so like he's the, the number Mark. two yeah he's the number two Juco prospect like in the country right now so what he's a, he's a good kid I you know he didn't play too much last year he, he got hurt a couple of times he's been he's gotten hurt a lot in his career uh he comes out of San Marcos High school so he's a San Diego kid um he went to USD um and he's he's a freak like he's a like that, that, that's every every Scout scouting report I've gotten on him cause I haven't gotten to watch him play too much. He have not played Is the kid's a freak. Um, he hits the, the living crap out of the ball. He's a great pitcher. Um, so he's a two way guy. Uh, he's a lefty. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a lefty lefty, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's, he's awesome. And it's, it stinks that he can't, um, you know, that he didn't, it didn't work out at, at San Diego, obviously. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with the injury. So I think he's at Palomar right now, which is probably one of the, it's a decent, it's a good uh, JC program out here in, in San Diego. And um, when I saw he was committed to TCU, I'm like, dude, I shouldn't have, should I, I was hyping him up. I was hyping up TCU too much because I was talking to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was hurt. So like I would, he would always talk to me and you know, we we talk about you know just word. He's like, "Oh, where'd you go to school?" And TCU. So I I talk about TCU a lot. So uh, Sarlo should send me a gift for that. I think I, I <laughs> him to TCU. You
3: are TCU's <laughs> best West Coast recruiter. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, right.
1: I, I'm always always. I mean, I talk about it all the time. I've told my story that I told you guys. Um, you know, before the playoff, the college football playoff. That that was the best part. TCU doing well in football gave me an excuse to talk about them all the time. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody would would care about me talking about them, but I always tell people all the time. And a lot of my, you know, friends or friends of friends or, you know, people that know I I went there, they, they go, oh you know, one of my, you know, my nephew wants to go there or whatever. Uh, do you mind if he calls you? And so I've, I've had about 15, you know, phone calls with prospective students all the time about, you know, what it's like being at TCU. And, you know, I'm not, and I, I tell all of them like, Hey, look, I don't, I'm not just saying you should go there because it's here. You should go here if it's your fit. And, you know, so far, I think I'm 14 for 15 on getting kids to go there. Holy shit. <laughs> That's,
0: That's awesome. what you put your uh, Chuck LaMondola voice and, you know, talk all uh, radio on him. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So we have some Twitter questions. They don't have anything to do with San Diego, but we're going to roll them in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, let's um, do it. <clears throat> so, Brad, we're going to start with you. From our friend at TCU Lotus Leaves. Our guy, Adam, he says, do you follow any eccentric sports, eccentric sports like Kabaddi, Indian Power Tag? I get updates from Sico Committee on Corfball and Faroe Island soccer. I don't know. So I'm only halfway through this tweet, by the way. Um, I follow (laughs) Union St. Gilois in the Belgian Pro League. I'll All right, that's enough. One. We get the point. Okay. Adam, what's, that? <laughs> what's Adam. your favorite fringe sport?
2: What's your favorite fringe sport, Brayton?
1: I don't know. Fringe sport. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, here, here's a sport that like nobody knows, probably nobody knows about, but I'm I like playing it and I like uh being a part of it. Um over the line is that that's my go-to sport out here in Southern California. Um, it's awesome. Uh it's 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 a baseball like sport um it's run by um on back old i think it's what is it old mission beach athletic club or something like that
0: did you say over the line or over Over the
1: line line. yeah otl it's called otl over the line um it's a fun it's like a softball game you play it um it's like it's like playing baseball um but you don't have to run which is great so and it's played on and it's played on the beach uh so every year even
2: better (laughs) on <laughs> back
1: puts on this tournament. It's over the line. And it's like I there's like hundreds of teams in it. And it's all it's it's two weekends long uh, Friday, Saturday at Mission at uh, Fiesta Island in San Diego. And there's like 50 courts and there's people playing. I mean, all over the place. It's just one giant party for two straight weekends in Mission Beach. And uh, the object of the game, obviously, is, is to hit the ball over you know, the line it's, it's three on three. So you have three defenders and you got, you know, you know, three guys on offense or whatever one pitches, you know, it's, it's kind of like a soft toss. So you pitch soft toss and you have to hit the ball over the line and it's got to land inside the court without the other team catching it. And after two hits in the court, every hit after that's a run. So like it, and you, and you play like you, your shape is like a pie like this in the middle. So you hit from here and then you hit over this line. And then you have two straight lines back like a court um, and the court goes on forever. Uh, so that's, that's like kind of the the premise. So if you get a guy on, you know, if you get a hit, then you have like a guy on one of the corners. And then if you get another hit, you have a guy on the other corner. And then every hit after that is like a run. Um, and then if you hit it over the last guy's feet, it's a home run. So it clears the bases and you get the, you get the runs for it, so that's kind of the premise. If you hit it into the what they call the pie, it's an out. And then if you hit two fouls, you're out. And then if they catch it, uh, you're out. And you play about three innings per game. Um, it's a blast, and you know there's there's teams that practice year round that are really good that usually get like buys in the tournament. I've played in it a couple of times. It's it's pretty fun. Um, wood bat. It's a regular softball. It's it's um, it gets beat up throughout the day, so it's easier to catch. But you have to use bare hands. So you can't you don't have a glove. So you're out there like, you know, guys are hitting uh, missiles at you and you got to stick it. And (laughs) everybody's got like a one shot or like their second shot. And, um, you know, usually like you would think like the guys that go up there and just hammer it baseball style are really good. um, But they're not the guys that the best swings like a golf swing and you basically hit the ball right right before it hits the ground. Uh, and you kind of place it places and guys shift like as the balls pitch. It's, it's pretty, dude, it's, it's a blast. Um, so I, I don't know if that counts because it's only a San Diego thing. <laughs> they have tournaments all the time. I mean, uh, we don't have that in Galveston. Uh, yeah, I was going to say no. South Padre, we do have beaches. Yeah. So let's go. You got to start it up. got to start up yeah, your own LL league. I mean, I think that'd be fun. Uh, I I tried to do that at TCU a couple of times. I try to like teach my friends to play in the, in the, in the comments. Cause it's like a perfect place where you could play it. That you're uh,
2: californian my Texas. That's, that's right.
1: <laughs> it's the best though. You drink beer. You play. I mean, these guys literally. Yeah, everything in drink California beer is actually kind of day. awesome. So they drink the beer all day. On the down beach, down
2: at and they're playing Lake.
1: softball. You don't have to run the bases, which nobody wants to do anyway. When they when you get to that age of just playing softball, you just want to hit. You don't want to run the bases. Oh, yeah. and, you're playing on the beach. I mean, what more can you want? So Saturday morning, let's go to let's go to the Trinity River
0: and play some. Uh, <laughs> <roller> yeah,
1: line. <laughs> go you out think to Think Coach, you, you did Coach Lake. <laughs> to let us five play OTL at uh, Lefton Stadium for the game. <laughs> oh Center. man, let's put <laughs> that up. Yeah, maybe after. I know, but you guys, you guys should. That's your homework assignment for for the next podcast. Look up. OTL. Yeah, you guys gotta, you guys gotta try it out. It's fun.
0: All right, better question from Adam. Uh, what best uh, spring break? destinations have you been to? What's your most unusual spring break? This is for me.
1: Uh, it's uh, for all it, of us, well, yeah. it's actually for all of us. Hold on.
2: Wait, do you guys have a favorite fringe sport?
1: Yeah. What's your weird sports? Uh, mine's I mean, now over know. the line. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was no, pickleball uh, until a couple of years ago. And then that's no longer. Right. But do you, like, but,
2: right, but do you watch right pickleball though? Or, like,
3: no. I mean, about as fringe <clears> as I get is, you know, like soccer, tennis, yeah, or or I, oh, women's
1: women's soccer.
3: Yeah. No, that's not fringe. Soccer's not oh, bro, fringe. that's I, that's mainstream. You know, like, okay, Martin, so
2: I don't have any fringe sports that I watch right now, but back in my heyday I watched bodybuilding competitions. Back when I thought like I was going to compete. But I've since given that up. So I don't really have any fringe sports anymore. If I knew but how to I, watch
1: cricket, I'd watch cricket. cricket. Okay,
2: yeah, that's getting big here in DFW.
1: Really? Yeah. They're they're building like
2: big massive stadiums and oh, that's it's it's becoming a yeah, thing.
3: I think the uh Grand Prairie Air hogs like I think that stadium's being converted into a uh, a cricket stadium. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
1: They're building cricket. Uh, okay, stadiums. so the
2: spring break question. Do you uh, so Ray, did you ever do a spring break when you were enrolled? No, I did not. No, it was always
3: working.
1: Right. do you have a spring break story? I would always come home. I'd always come home you, you because tell in the air. I'd come home San Diego oh, is right. like cheap for me and it's like a spring break spot. I did get to uh I did get to do play by play for TCU at Irvine on okay. spring break my senior year. Um I went up there. I mean they were playing at Irvine and my buddy pitched for Irvine. Um so I stayed with him and then I would go to the game and then I'd work for TCU and and Chuck was like, you know. I think we we're TC was getting their ass kicked. I think in one of the games, mm-hmm. and Chuck, after like two innings, took his headset off and was like, "I'm going to get a hot dog. You got the you got the rest. <laughs> he handed me the headset, so I did the I did the you, game. And you had mop uh, up duty. <laughs> that's right. I was I was in mop up duty, but it worked out well <laughs> because as an aspiring broadcaster, where you screw up a lot. Um, to do the game against Irvine was great because I had all this info. Because I'd go during spring break, I'd drive up to Irvine or Newport. They'd hang out in Newport. Um, and I had all these stories about every player on the, on the Irvine team. Cause I'd hang out, I'd hang out with them at my buddy's place. Um, nice. You know, the time that, you know, they got a seal stuck in their house one time, which was great. So I told that story. Um, one of the the catcher on the team, his grandfather won the Stanley cup. So he had like cereal in the Stanley cup one time. I mean, there's some crazy stuff I told him about an inning and a
2: half. <laughs> nice. <laughs> MK, where did you go for spring break?
0: Back back in the uh, '80s or whenever it was. God, it was it was <laughs> Actually, way before that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best uh, spring break I had during TCU. It all blends together. Um, you know, we had a, I had a couple of mission trips, which, you know, I'm not going to go into now, just, you know, just serving the Lord and, and the, the world, <laughs> you know? out here. just serving the people of the world um, internationally. Uh, actually. So it's funny though, because we, we would go to like these awesome places like Jamaica or Belize. And so you always have this couple of days at the end of the trip where it's the, you know, it's the most beautiful place you've ever been. And it's, yeah. uh, it's fun, you know, it's cool. It makes, makes it worth it.
2: So my sophomore year, we made the last minute decision to go to Padre. And by last minute, I mean like the Monday of spring break, we decided to load up the car and just (laughs) drive and we get there and we're like, and that was kind of like back in the day, there were no like apps to book a hotel on or anything. So we're kind of like going, looking at websites and we're like, man, we can't find anything, whatever. We'll just figure it out. When we get there, there was no vacancy anywhere in the city, nowhere. So we spent two nights sleeping on the beach And then the third day we're there, we meet the um, like executives of four locos. So they let us crash in their like mansion on the beach. They had just cases of four locos everywhere inside the house. And, you know, we got to take like a proper shower and got a good night's sleep. And then we drove back home. So, wow. Yeah, that was my story. Sleeping on the beach for two nights in Padre.
3: Man, that was probably back when Four Loco was uh
2: Yeah, it was it was the legit stuff. But I will say too, like my stuff. senior year, um seven of my baseball teammates and I got a place in uh uh Panama City Beach right there on the ocean. So we we planned that well in advance. So that was a little more organized and yeah. Okay. Yeah, they didn't like that story, Braden. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was funny. They laid out on me. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because you say that like you're driving down and now I, I look at my map every time I'm going anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm wondering what did the, what the hell did I do in college when I didn't, you know, I know. I. Well, there was no like on.
2: Airbnb or I don't even yeah, know if there I was didn't. like hotels.com. I mean, there might have been the website. M.K. But, had
3: to print out like Mapsco or something. Uh, yeah. No, MapQuest. MapQuest. <laughs> he had his yeah, so this brothers was... in the back.
2: So this was 20, 2012 when we did this, so eleven years ago. So I don't first, even know what kind of technology we had, but it wasn't much.
0: First, you print it off, and then you start highlighting where you're going. You right. know, like <laughs> so these these uh, Gen Xers don't know what we're talking about right now.
2: <laughs> do Do we have any more questions? Not really. Okay, want to call it?
0: Yeah. Okay, Braden, uh,
1: what can we plug for you tonight? Um, I don't know. We'll plug for me I'm well shocked. start with your twitter uh twitter uh at b underscore serp. um i'm pretty uh i fought i like i do like a lot of tcu stuff on my on my thing yeah. so i'm sure i've interacted with with some of you I, I do i do find a kick out of um a lot of the tcu uh burner accounts or whatever they like shout to out people. to the anon oh, army those are those are hilarious Right. Um, I do not like the Padre ones because they usually are yelling at me most of the time, but the TCU <laughs> ones don't yell at me. So I like those ones are a little bit more fun to, uh, to deal with. Uh, but yeah, my ins- Instagram and, and Twitter handle are, uh, B SERP. Nice. Uh, so go check B that underscore out. Syrup, right. Yeah. B yeah. underscore S U R P. Um, I got a lot of TCU content on there too. It's not just nice all San Diego stuff. It's a nice mix. So I think TCU fans would enjoy it, especially during football games, because I'll I'll uh, live tweet all the football games. Um yeah, that's that's probably uh in terms of reaching out to me or anything, uh to plug for sure. But you excited um, for March Madness? Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully we, we get what time do we tip off tomorrow? We play Kansas uh, eight thirty. Eight yeah, it's yeah, a it's late mm-hmm. eight thirty central. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, so good good oh, for you, I'll bad be, for us. I'm landing, I'm landing at seven o'clock tomorrow night. So
2: uh yeah, get, you might you might catch it at halftime then.
1: I'll be able to uh oh you can watch it on the plane. Oh, i can watch the whole yeah. yeah, Well you said eight eight thirty central, right? I land at seven o'clock central time. So I should Oh, be, right, right, right. I'm getting my time zone. I'll be able to watch it. I'll go find some place to go watch the game somewhere. Do you, I got
3: my, uh, do you get to stay at lot twelve? That's usually where a lot of the teams stay wherever they fly in.
1: They're staying downtown. I forget. I forget what it is. I need to ask because <laughs> I need to get, I need to get make sure my Uber shows up to the right spot. But, but I think they're staying downtown. I gave them a lot of recommendations for the coaches because I think they're going to have a car, but I don't know what they're doing food wise. I was, all I know is I got to get Heim or Railhead or um, I'm definitely going to get Waterburger on my own. That's, oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, What's the last
2: time you've been to Fort Worth?
1: Um, so I have season tickets for football, but that doesn't mean I get to use them all the time. So I usually yeah. go out once a year. Uh, I didn't get to go out this year. I wanted to go. It was tough to, for me to find a game because I was visiting my brother at Tennessee. So I went to Tennessee, mm-hmm. Alabama, and Tennessee nice. this year, which was crazy. Um, I went to the national championship game. That was fun until we and, uh, when we were down ten seven, and then it, wasn't, it, it was It was fun up, up until concourse? kickoff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, did you fall on the
2: concourse? I did.
1: No. Oh yeah, it was super wet and slippery. Yes. Um, like no, I was I was pissed off though. For most, yeah. of the, most fired up we were there and we made it but dude I, i'm telling you i've, I, I've yeah.
2: said this on the pod a lot well not a lot but i've said it um the the thing that kind of saved that game for me was right before halftime i think it was when max duggan threw the pick there in, late in the second quarter i was uh in the concourse kind of watching on the tv and i, I must have looked really depressed because uh a georgia fan was like hey come here and he took me up to the front of the line and bought me a drink so <laughs> well that kind of you know, saved I- the experience for me <laughs>
1: I'm tired of watching Georgia football now, just after watching Tennessee get smoked and in Athens and then right. t- well no what um, he
2: told me was he said um Alabama's done this to us 25 times. Oh, so he's yeah.
1: like I mean, we know the feeling. I didn't think to be honest with you, I didn't think that team last year was nearly as good as 2014. And I thought it was amazing that we made the playoff. And then we beat Michigan, I'm gonna say, like, that wasn't enough for me, but I uh I was losing my mind like the entire game. That was like one of the best games I've ever watched for for TCU. But anyway, long story short, but the last time I was in Fort Worth was um we played Baylor at home. That was the game I went to. Yeah, okay. you know, the first game after Gary got let go or yep. whatever they decided to do with that. Yeah, so right. I went out. That was the game I was planning on going to anyway. Um, so I, I went out there with using Chandler my
0: Chandler Morris, the hero of the day. Yeah. Sir.
1: And then uh they beat Baylor, which was awesome. I thought that was hilarious. I love the fact that we could beat them. Uh you know, when we suck, we still beat them, and then we were good and they try to get <laughs> us back. Um, it, it makes no. our bad
2: years not so bad because we still beat Tech and Baylor. Uh, and we get to run. We get
1: we get to run bazook on their ass. Which that game, <laughs> I, I was so upset during that entire game, going, "Are we really about to get eliminated by Baylor right now?" And then when he made that, <laughs> when Griffin Kell made that field goal, I was running around my house in excitement. But um, I'm trying to get out to the game against Texas this year. Um, but I'll, I'll be out there in June. Uh, my buddy's getting married on in June, so that'll be the uh, next time we'll be in Fort Worth. So I'll actually be in Fort Worth maybe three times this year. So I'm looking forward to it. So you're you super
0: regional. I know you can't cheer in the press box, Braden, but is there, are you going to feel any emotions this weekend when you're watching the game?
1: Yeah, I think it, that's kind of tough too. Like I haven't, this is the first time like I've ever gone against one of my schools. Um, oh, last wow. year in the NCAA tournament, it was, wow. it, was, it, was it was weird. Last year was weird because, you know, I went to U of A, but like I grew up in Arizona fans. So when we played TCU, it was like, it was like kind of surreal, but obviously I was like super into to TCU winning that game. Um, but then like the whole aftermath of like Arizona fans arguing with TCU fans, I almost wanted to, everybody love everybody because it was like my two schools were yelling at each other, <laughs> uh, which I thought was weird. But, you know, I I coach at my high school, so it's not like I had to coach against my high school yet. So this will be like the real first time that I'm going against my own school. But, you know, I, I just I. Uh, you're not the first one to ask that. I mean, I obviously I want TC to win all the time. Um, but you know, I, the connection I have with USD now with, with the players and everything, when, when you, when you travel with them, um, and you are a part of the program, you get this new connection with like the, you know, you want them to do well. Like, I don't, I don't know if I have that with every USD team. Cause like, this is the team that wants more access. And so I get to know all these guys and you're rooting for all these guys to do well. And, um, so, and, and, you know, I'm there with USD. So I'm 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 hoping for this weekend's the only time TCU has a bad spell. Maybe it's the the kick in the pants where they just go and tear through uh, uh, conference play. But yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be um I think it's gonna be tough. But for me, I mean if think about it, it's a win win. Like, you know, if USD goes in there and takes two out of three, it's great for the RPI. TCU is gonna recover from that uh during the season anyway. And then if TCU wins, those are good wins for TCU going into uh, conference play as well. So uh, I'm gonna try my best not to get overexcited, but there was one time. I know you guys want to get going, but no, no, you're. I good. was doing. I was doing USD women's soccer. Uh, this season, hell yeah, and they're playing. <laughs> God, who are they playing? They're. I forgot. They're playing. I forgot who they're playing, but it was during like a T. I think it was TCU Kansas State. Um, the game at home, like the regular season game for football, and I'm doing the game, and I got that game on and like trying to monitor at the same time. And it's doing soccer. There's no breaks. And so it's like, I'm still like, Oh, it the, whatever past whatever. And I look over. And at one point I, th- I think I, I inserted horn frogs instead of like, waves <laughs> yeah. for the nine. And I like quickly had to like pull back on it. I was like for the horn frog, I mean, waves or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was one of the times. And then I was doing women's basketball. Hell um, Yeah again who are they playing it was like some early on tournament Ray
2: or soul brothers
1: and and so i'm doing women's basketball and they have like at usd they have like this little like like uh season ticket suite area kind of like behind the basket where you can like you know the fancy seats you could get um and so and they have like tables and chairs and they have tvs and you know they got like a bar or something you can get drinks at and so one of the t i made sure one of the tvs had the tcu game on it's like later in the season i forget who they're playing um, but it was an important game and I got it on and one of the facilities guys, you know, changed it to like the U- UCLA game or something like that. Cause he was like, Oh, no, he's watching this. And I give him a look, I'm on air and I'm telling him, I'm like giving him signals to turn the game back <laughs> to the TCU game. And so the first quarter ends and I go over there, I'm like, dude, you got to flip that game back to TCU. I like, you just got to have that on. He's like, Oh, I got you <laughs> rest of the season. Anytime there was a conflicting game. He flipped the TCU game on for me so I could watch it, but I had to do I had to do a USD game during every TCU football game this year. And usually, uh, TCU was losing in some fashion, and then I went to go do the game, and then they'd come back and win. So that was my uh, that that's my reasoning of why we didn't beat Georgia because I didn't have to leave halfway through the game to go do a USD. <laughs> game. Should have worked the game. Does I know. Uh,
3: USD have uh, volleyball?
1: Yeah. Uh, so women's volleyball made the final four this year, um, which oh, was that's awesome. Right. they were uh, that, a two right?
3: seed. No, they were a two seed. That's right. Uh, they're
1: legit. They're legit. They should have got a one, but they gave it to Stanford and then Ray, the Ray a poser there. now,
3: no, then, not uh, a poser. I quickly uh, remembered, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they beat, they went up and beat Stanford. They're, they're really good. Um, most of their town's homegrown, um, in like San Diego girls. And then they, they've been adding pieces, uh, Gabby Blossom, they got for Penn state. That was a huge asset for them. And, uh, they just picked up a setter from Nebraska. I mean, they again the, the recruiting the the transfer portal is going to work wonders for a program like that, like you know, a women's volleyball team in San Diego that usually does really well. That you know, NIL is not probably a huge factor, um, you know, in 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 that sort of sense. And you know, they're going to be good year in and year out. So yeah, you know, they do nice. they do well. That's probably their best sport on campus, I would have to say, besides baseball.
3: Man, it was uh. So I went up with uh, the women's volleyball team. I work for Frogs today. Oh uh, yeah, is that the
1: thing that Estridge started? That's yeah, cool. yeah, that's cool. So
3: I cover uh, all the women's sports for Frogs today. So I was up there with them in Wisconsin, and that was just an insane atmosphere. Yeah, well, it's up there. I mean, sure. Big Ten, they love their volleyball. Seven oh, thousand fans, full throat, right on top of you.
1: I got to do the uh, regional games for ESPN plus. So that was kind of fun. So I did the, the USD regional that they had for that. Um, But we, we, they had a game one time where like Pacific came and the Pacific guy was like, I can't believe this place isn't packed. And I'm like, you know, we're in a major city and there's like a lot of other teams they got to compete with. And, you know, people in San Diego forget about USD because, you know, San Diego state's like the main, you know, that's the main driver in, in, in San Diego uh, college athletic wise. But, it's still kind of a pro town like San Diego state's never been able to take over the market, especially with the chargers gone, even though they got that new stadium, but I keep pushing for them to go to the big 12. I know big 12 people don't want to see him, but I don't care. I want to see TCU at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Brayden, this was a lot of fun. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. We
0: are excited to host you in Fort Worth in a couple of days. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you'll worry. be back in, in Fort Worth and what fun to hear from a frog and, yeah. uh, you know the play-by-play for for USD. So and no, um, like legit, I feel like I know a lot about this team. So thanks for all the insight.
1: That yes. was- oh yeah, absolutely. So- Try not to heckle them too much. I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> it's all fun. It's <laughs> all fun.
3: <laughs> I think we heckle the umps more than the opposing that's players true. these days.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's fair game. Always, always. Yeah. Fair game.
0: All right, we'll see you in a couple of days, Braden. Go frogs. All right,
1: go frogs. Go hey, to. Turr-